to another episode of Young, Dumb, and Married. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Doug. And it is currently 4th of July when we're recording. Yeah, so wherever you are, you're listening to this. After 4th of July weekend, I hope you had a great time, stayed safe, hope the beer was flowing and there were fireworks lighting up your sky somewhere. (laughs) I'm sorry, I cannot take you seriously. Fireworks lighting up your sky somewhere? What does that mean? Yeah, fireworks are fun. Everybody likes fireworks. You sound like you tried to paint a romantic picture or something. Maybe I am. Monday mornings are hard. Okay, well, we hope that we make your Monday a little bit better because it makes us happy when it posts, even though it posts Monday evening for us, but Monday morning for Becca State. Which is all that matters because that's where most of our listeners are. 84% of them to be exact. You're a nerd for knowing that. (laughs) I know. It's kind of terrible. So this week we thought we would dive in to a quote unquote taboo subject. I don't know if you ever hear about people say, what are the things that you shouldn't talk to dinner guests about or whatever? Politics, money, or that, and religion. Like those are the three things that people are always like, can't talk to people about these. These aren't things that you talk about, but these are things that we need to talk about. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be discussed to avoid arguments. Not just to avoid arguments when it comes to relationships, but I think to also help people from making mistakes that they don't need to make. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our history with finances and how we go about our finances now and just get all into the nitty gritty of it. Let's dive in. Growing up, we both had jobs. I think we can start there. What was your first job? When do you first remember making money of any sort? Working for my dad. I finally got to an age where I was used he started giving me five dollars useful or he realized that you were starting to question why you weren't getting paid for your child labor useful i could go to the truck and pick the right tool out i didn't have to have like fancy little names like my mom did for a tornado bit which was actually a step bit okay so you were just kind of helping your dad out i'm guessing in the summers yep anytime that i had off summer winter break easter break anytime that i had i didn't really have a choice in the matter but i was there what age do you think you were Oof, seven maybe maybe a little younger maybe a little older it was i can't remember a time that i did not do something to help my dad work wise And what did you do with your money? Well, when I was at that age, I saved it up and I went and bought Pokemon cards. Okay, so you were just saving it to purchase something that your parents probably weren't going to purchase for you. Like that you didn't need, just for fun stuff. Yeah, we'd run to the card shop and we'd all buy Pokemon cards or baseball cards. Or we'd go to the quick stop and get drinks and all kinds of other sugary items to keep us going throughout the day as kids in the summer. Yeah, because you definitely needed help with that. Listen, I needed sugar, okay? Okay. So yeah, just as a young kid, you are you didn't have a savings plan. You weren't thinking about the next step. You're like, listen, I want this pop. I'm going to spend my money on it. Does my sock drawer count as a savings plan? No, because were you just saving for your pop and your Pokemon cards? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But I was saving. So there you go. You were saving a little bit. Might not have been much or for anything of importance, but it was important to you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pokemon was a serious thing way back then. The closest we've come to world peace was that first week that Pokemon Go came out. Oh my goodness. I think you were obsessed with that way too long. Why? Because I would drive across the street and sit at the Taco Bell where the Pokestop was? And because literally after one of your friend's weddings, we were chasing down Pokemon to a random location. It wasn't like it was just me, all right? It was all of us. (laughs) Okay. It was a group 
effort on these Pokemon chases. Yeah, I think we got it, didn't we, too? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It was a long time ago. But anyway, so that was your first job. My first job was kind of similar age. So I, around late elementary school, started babysitting for family friends because my sisters were old enough at that point where they didn't need me to babysit them. They could watch themselves. So that means, you know, instead of getting that free child labor once again, I was about to go make some money. Our parents are going to go to jail. Oh my gosh. Now they probably would. Can you imagine? I'm going to leave that alone. So I started babysitting for other people. I made more than $5, but I didn't make, I mean, I made enough. I made a decent amount for a late elementary, early middle schooler, I would say. Probably. But once again, I didn't really have a quote unquote saving plan. I saved for what I wanted to do. So if I wanted to buy an outfit or like you said, go to the nearest place to get sugary snacks and drinks, that kind of thing. That's what I was spending my money on also. The next step I think is after you're kind of a little bit more serious, you have a little bit more responsibility, you're stepping into the high school area. What kind of expenses did you have in high school? What jobs did you have? How did you pay for stuff? I think we talked about this before and this was the first time that my parents forced me to get a job because my dad was losing out on that child labor when I got this job was I started working full-time at Arby's evening hours during the week. I'd work as much as I could during the weekends. When I had time off, I'd spend that money on whatever young lady I was dating at the time. Ooh, peruse. Movies, dates, dinners, you know, the usual. Gas, which quickly gets expensive when you're paying for it yourself. Yeah, so you're paying for gas. Did you have to pay for your your car at all, your first vehicle that you had? Nope. When I turned 16, I was gifted my vehicle, and when I got rid of that one, the money I made from it paid my next car off in full. Did you have to pay for insurance, cell phone, anything like that. These are things that some people do. I did not. Did you save any of your earnings? I did not. (laughs) Guys, he's acting like he's on trial right now and I am Aaron Reagan, like after him. Once again, blood started. Sorry guys, we're- You're gonna have to stop that because we have to completely halt Blue Bloods for a while while we watch Stranger Stranger Things. Stranger Things! Is anyone else a Stranger Things fan? Because we are very excited. If you're not a Stranger Fan thing- Stranger Fan Things? I've been drinking a little. If you are not a Stranger Things fan, go ahead and just move on to the next podcast because we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. Please don't leave us. Just go watch Stranger Things instead. When I was in high school, the same thing is that I had a fast food job. We talked about this. I worked at a small ice cream place and made minimum wage and tips sometimes. We did get tips, guys, but they weren't big tips. It's ice cream. So it's like at the end of the day, maybe $5 each if it was a really good day. The bill was two fifty, and they just didn't want their change, so they let you keep 50 cents. Exactly. That's how our tips are. So it's it's not like I was making a lot of money. Um, I had to pay for gas and kind of any fun thing outside of if I, I mean, like if I wanted to go to the movies with my friends. That guys, this is also when I learned that if you went on boys, you got a free meal and a free movie out of it sometimes. <laughs> so if you ask my sisters, I became a movie whore because I would go on dates with boys and go watch movies. These are facts. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like a good idea. They were nice. We were friends. I just maybe didn't have any romantic feelings for them. Yeah, I mean, I, if I was you, I'd trade a few hours of my time with anybody for a free dinner and movie. So maybe that was my savings plan. I did pay for my gas for the most part. If I did, if I was short that week or whatever and I needed gas, my mom would give me a few bucks and whatever to get some gas. Like, but. 
for the most part, I paid for my gas and I did pay for part of my car, but it was a very inexpensive car. It wasn't an, it wasn't a super, super, super brand new car or anything, but it was a decent car and it got me through my high school and through some of the college years. It got you all the way up until we got married. Exactly. So it got me from 16 to 20 and then it even got passed on to my sisters. Like I said, I just paid for fun stuff. Same as Doug, kind of. I didn't have to pay for my cell phone and I didn't have to pay for car insurance. So I was lucky on that aspect of not having a lot of expenses because my job was only from about March, April timeframe until August, September when the ice cream place closed. I do miss getting that free food all the time when I would come see you on the weekends and I knew you were coming back from work. Chili cheese dogs always hit the spot. Oh my gosh, if you guys are from our hometown and you've ever worked at Denning's Drive-In, you know that at the end of the night, if there's hot dogs left over, you make chili cheese dogs and you take them home. And they're so good. I need that recipe for that chili so bad. Probably just Hormel canned chili. It is not Hormel canned chili. I watched Tammy make it many times and it, I still don't know how to make it. So that's kind of how we were growing up, like how we went about making money, spending money. As you can tell, neither of us really had a savings plan. Did you have any talks about finances or how you should spend your money throughout high school with your parents? Do you remember having any conversations or did you have any, did you take any classes in high school about finance? My senior year, I was pretty dead set on becoming an accountant. Um, I don't know why it seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, cause it would save us a couple hundred dollars every year, but that's whatever. Nah. But um, yeah, I took uh, accounting one and accounting two, a couple of economics classes. And then I carried that uh, thought process into my first two years of college and took some more accounting and economics and other business related classes. But that was really the extent of it for my money management discussions. Knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Did you, so from those classes, obviously those are more like what to do when you have money, more or less. Like here's how you, not expense it, but how you account for, I mean, accounting, that's what it is. How you account for your money. Yeah, basically. I mean, basic checkbook balancing. It was accounting. So we used a lot of ledgers, acted like we were an accountant for a big business with millions of dollars or a small business. It wasn't really good learning for the, I make all of what was minimum wage at that time, 650. I make 650 an hour and I work 40 hours. What's FICA? Why is he taking my money who do I got to fight to get it back there was no knowledge that was gained to be applied to your personal finance none did you have any idea how you were going to pay for college I was pretty dead set on the football scholarship thing so what happened because so you're senior in high school sent game tapes out got some recruiters out to talk to me went to some school visits chose to stay closer to home and partial scholarships still something you got a partial scholarship to a private university yep which if if you are have ever been to college you have college age kids you know anything about college private universities are more expensive than a public university a community college anything else so a partial scholarship doesn't get you very far in covering your expenses nope i mean my parents were all about co-signing loans for me so when i became a senior i think it was the same thing as like uh yeah you just go to school and like it's money right like someone's paying for it. it's getting paid for somehow right like they're letting me go to school yeah and then they're sucking the life out of you for the next 30 years so my experience was that i took a couple of finance class well one finance class in high school and a couple 
couple throughout college. Nothing that really prepared me for personal finances. And when it came to knowing how to pay for college, I know it sounds really naive, but our guidance counselor came and talked to us about it, talked to, told us about student loans and everything. But I never thought past that or knew how high student loans could get. I also went to a private university my first year, and then I went to a different university my last three years. The first year that I went to a private university with all of my scholarships, and I had lots of academic scholarship, cost the same amount as my last three years in total. A lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot. So I um, I guess I just had no idea. I, I know, like, it sounds naive, but I had no idea how much was happening because you just click accept. Like, I need my I need my school paid for. I need to finish college. How am I going to do that? Yeah, filling out the FAFSA doesn't really, like, explain anything. You fill it out, and at the end, it's like, do you want to accept loans? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, yeah, because I have to pay for my college. What else am I going to say? No, I don't want to accept that. Yeah, or your estimated family contribution is... $40,000 and you're like, nope, no, it's not. <laughs> Do you have a family I don't know about? Because I don't have that family. Yeah, I don't know what you're seeing on their income that makes you think they're paying 40 grand to this, but you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. I did take a elect an elective class in college because I needed to fill my electives and it was a free class. So, you know, pay, save that money, I guess. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. So if you guys don't know who Dave Ramsey is, He's a financial quote unquote guru who has his own method on how you should get out of debt, save money, and kind of live your life. I mean, most of his stuff makes perfect sense. I took that as a class. It was super easy. I gained a little bit of knowledge from it, but I'm just going to say straight up when it comes to finances, Dave Ramsey is not my ride or die. No, you mean you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, he is a very extreme person. And you know what doesn't work for me is eating beans and rice for every meal. Let's also roll that back. I'm your ride or die. Oh, okay. Sorry. Dave Ramsey is not my ride or die. Doug is. Duh. Dave Ramsey basically says pay off all your debt. Don't use credit cards. Pay for everything in cash cash and eat top ramen every meal basically minimize your expenses to nothing how am i supposed to get the gains if i can't go buy the stuff i need to get the gains dave ramsey has some good points but he's not my ride or die so that was the only personal finances that i had lead from young adulthood the only ideas about savings or anything like that when it came to getting married to start off with when it comes to an accounting money in money out blah blah blah, blah we have two incomes so dog works and I work. It's been that way pretty much our whole marriage. There's been a few months here and there where I ha I've been between jobs because we are moving or I'm switching jobs, things like that. But for the most part, we've had two incomes. There was a time you had two jobs. Yeah. So borderline three. Exactly. So we always have at least two incomes. We also have some side hustles. Gorekeeping for little kids baseball. Yeah, you got to make that money somehow. So when we first got married, how we kind of set up our finances was that we had a we have a joint account, which is where Doug's paycheck goes into and then I have a separate checking account which is where my paycheck would go into and the only reason I was based I mean one of the main reasons I was put onto this and this became a joint account is because I pay the bill so I needed access and Doug's income is more than mine and has been since we got married yeah and if I was deployed you still needed to be able to pay those bills exactly because kind of hard to pay bills on a ship nah that's what the internet's for oh that great internet carrier pigeon I have a separate checking account we have a joint checking account 
account. We have two savings accounts and we have separate credit cards. So going into more of that in the beginning, we split our bills. So Doug paid the majority of the bills. I would pay my car payments, our cell phones, and my school loans, and then a few like other little things. But we had a lot of new bills that we weren't, we didn't have before getting married. Rent. Yeah, rent is a big bill that we were not prepared for. But luckily we also had a increase in my income to counteract that. Another thing is we told you how we got those cars when we turned 16. Well, those cars were no longer reliable for us to take them all the way from Ohio to North Carolina. So when we first got married, we actually shared a car. So we had one car payment because Doug was about to deploy. So it didn't make sense for us to have two car payments for one car to sit there. True. For the first probably about a year that we were married, we had one car payment. I think we got the second car in September. Maybe. But still going from no car payment to a car payment is a big difference. And then going from one car payment to two car payments, so you're basically doubling the amount that's coming out. It's an even bigger difference. Actually, if I remember correctly, the second car payment, because it was you and I's credit on the line, was actually a little higher. So it we was. did more than double our payment. Yes. Other things that we weren't used to paying for? Groceries. Do you know how much you eat? Living with your parents, I feel like you underestimate how much money they spend to feed you. And then you don't even eat it half the time because it's always easier just to go eat somewhere else. So you're really doubling your grocery bill with the amount of times you end up going out to eat, especially early. My favorite meme is, now that I'm an adult, I understand why my mom always said there was food at home when I asked to go out to eat when we were out, like, and about. I think I've seen that one. Because my mom always said that. Anytime we were out, like, doing something, even if we were out grocery shopping or we were out running errands, she always said, there's food at home. There's food at home. I'm like, can't we just stop at Wendy's? Mmm, Baconator. So, now as an adult, I know there's food at home and I know I should eat that food that I've already paid for once. But it still doesn't always happen. It doesn't. Sometimes you just want a greasy, nasty burger. So true. Other things, cable and internet. You're used to mooching off your parents' cable and internet. Now you just mooch off their Netflix. Love you guys. So now, seven years in, our finances have kind of changed. We've adjusted things because the biggest thing that happened is we've now, we now live overseas. So we live in military housing and so we don't have to pay rent, which is nice but that also means that Doug's pay is lower yeah it was different when we had a certain amount for rent that we got every month regardless and if we lived in a place that didn't charge that amount of rent we had that extra two three hundred dollars and which now, would cover some of those cable and internet a little bit of grocery yeah and now we don't have that that money is taken away and we are told where we live which is fine it's very not we're happy that we have a roof over our heads but i would really love to have some fresh berries every now and then guys if you live in japan you know how much fruit how expensive fruit is like if you ever complain that a watermelon in the states costs seven dollars ten dollars you have never bought a watermelon in Japan. That's the size of a basketball and $30. Yes. You know how you get a big carton of strawberries for $4? We get eight strawberries for $4. We do not have a car payment here because we, first of all, our cars that we had back in the States, we sold and broke even on both of our loans. Yep. There's no reason for us to keep those sitting there depreciating for three, four, five years. And that would have been an additional expense that we didn't want to carry with us. Yeah, it would have been a lot of money out that we didn't need to have. So we bought very inexpensive cars that we could easily pay off in the first two years that we were living here. So now we have no car payment. We do still have cell phones, so we have to pay a cell phone bill. We have cable and internet, so obviously we're paying that. We pay for Hulu, pay for Netflix. 
Or Amazon. Or Amazon Prime. Guys, if you have a loving parent or in-laws that just want to share their password with you because they love you so much. But not their other offspring. It's okay. Their other offspring aren't listening to us. Paige might. Paige, ignore this. There's nothing to hear here. It's not the podcast you're looking for. (laughs) We're talking about different parents, not yours. We both have student loans that we're paying. We have our savings. We have Roth IRAs. And we have spending money. So that is are the gist of our bill we also like i said before both have credit cards and we utilize our credit cards for things like gas because we have a credit card that saves 10 cents off a gallon so that comes in handy we also have credit cards that give us cash back or travel perks so we utilize those to book our travels and then pay those off big expenses that we don't quite have enough in savings at the time but we know that we can pay off relatively quickly we always do our best to keep it at a very minimum amount on the credit cards we don't like to carry balances on another important thing to know is when i talk about our savings we utilize our savings in multiple ways we are obviously always trying to put money in savings you always want a safety net and we build up our savings for trips so that when we put it on our credit card we get those points but we can immediately then pay it off because we never we don't always know when our next trip is gonna nope sometimes we just fly by the seat of our pants we also obviously are putting money in savings because in the near-ish future we will be moving back to the states and that comes with expenses because we have a dog and he's expensive kind of a jerk yeah he's currently being a jerk but also there are things that when you move back to states that you have to pay for that you're not ready for so that's also why we have our savings those cars that we got rid of guess what we have to do when we get to the states buy a spaceship gosh yes it's gonna feel like a spaceship you have down payments and all that so we use our savings for a lot of things obviously traditional savings but like i said for other purpose too on our instagram we got a question about do we set aside money for for discretionary purposes for each of us and we do so we each have spending cash every paycheck and we set that aside uh I leave mine in my account because I can kind of gauge how much I'm spending so that's why I leave mine in my account for Doug we have learned that it's easiest if we pull out the cash and hand him physical cash plastic is the devil you don't even think about it you just swipe 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 PayPal this PayPal that and before you know it oh you're in trouble and on the topic of getting into trouble for spending a little too much we came up we came across this little article from moneycrashers.com that talks about the six most common arguments in marriages around finances the very first one being spending habits spending habits range we like to spend money on different things doug likes to spend money but on a bunch of little things that add up softball jerseys oh my gosh guys you have so so many softball jerseys i'm a i'm a bit of a jersey whore and then I like to buy home decor, to buy lots of pretty things for our house. Which makes it feel homey. It feels less prison-y in here. But, Less hospital room, more home. Pillows do add up. And rugs, decor, yeah, picture so have- frame, every other what I find to be asinine things. But once you finally put your vision together, turns out to be nice. And are these little expenses that like detrimental to our finances? No, but when you look at them over the course of the year, they definitely are. Or just over the course of the three years we've been out here. I think having the spending cash and having the like spending amount allows us the 
freedom within that amount to do whatever we want with it. Yeah. And it's already pre-budgeted. I mean, it pays for all your um, hobbies. Hobbies. Pays for your hobbies. Both of our hobbies. But number two is saving habits. So I have a little tin on my nightstand that I stick all my extra spending cash into that I don't spend uh, throughout the period. And I save it up for tattoos or a softball bat or the next international tournament. Like I said, Doug does way better with seeing physical cash over it being in a savings account for him or on a card. When I want to save my spending cash, I put it in a savings account. So when I'm solo trips or things that I want to buy when I go on my work trips, I put it in a separate save account. I do better with like tracking it that way than I do physical cash. Yeah, no, I got to put the physical cash somewhere. Otherwise, I'll I'll spend it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right, on to our next one, which I think we actually kind of had a question related to this. Um, who earns what? So we did. We had a question in our email about feeling valued and how do you make your significant significant other feel valued even though you don't feel like they're valuing your contributions. So like I said before, Doug has always, since we've been married, earned more than me. But we both bring a lot to our relationship. Yeah, it shouldn't be who makes more or who makes less. Like you could get a job making $100,000 a year and I would be completely okay with taking backseat to that because that's okay with me. I know that I still have a certain value that I would add and we would just make sure that each other feel valued. Our relationship is what matters more, not what we're bringing to the table because a physical contribution, an emotional contribution, all that is a different value for people. It goes back to whatever your love language is. So whereas if Doug's completing a lot of tasks around the house, that fills my love tank. That makes me feel like he values me and that he's contributing. But on the other hand, in Doug's world, in his love language, if I'm focusing on him and spending quality time and telling him how much I care about him and things. That's how he feels loved and valued. You know what really makes you feel loved and valued? A couple of hours of being left alone. Okay, <laughs> but in all seriousness, if I went around the entire house, cleaned the entire house, did all the laundry, Doug doesn't visual, that doesn't visually feel like a contribution to him because it's not his love language. It's not how he feels love and he feels connection in a relationship. Yeah, and that's not to say that I don't still like appreciate that you do that because you do work a fairly grueling schedule and you get your day off during the week and you don't really get to enjoy that day off. You are cleaning the house, doing grocery shopping, doing all of the stuff around the home that we could do together on the weekends, but me being borderline useless, it's easier for you to do it on your day off as opposed to when I'm in the way. not useless. It's just easier sometimes for things to be done alone. And plus, we want to spend the weekends together. We want to enjoy each other. But basically, if you're feeling undervalued or misunderstood or that your significant other isn't seeing your contribution or valuing your contribution, then maybe you need to look at it in a different way. Maybe you need to figure out what your spouse's love language is, how they feel love and understand love. And that's not to say that you need to take it as though it's your fault. Also true. Talk to them. If they're not really reciprocating feelings or willing to talk about it, you have to make them talk about it because that's what marriage is hard. And if you don't talk, it's impossible. Yeah, exactly. And both parts need to feel value important. Right. Next one is who controls what? So when it comes to finances, I think we've talked about this before, but I pay everything. I pay them from both of our incomes. It's not like I'm paying them all for my income. I pay from both of our incomes. I pay all the bills. 
Um, I pay them twice a month and I'm not the kind of person that likes automated payments. So I have very few things that come out automatically. Everything else, I like satisfaction of crossing it off my list, my budget, and I like the satisfaction of hitting pay. So I take care of that. And recently, because we do realize that a move is approaching the next coming years, that I've been taking charge of how we can save money more. I've been taking charge of looking into how we can adjust our budget and also how we can lower some of our bills. So we went into our cell phone company. We went into our cable and internet company. And we asked, hey, here's what we use. Here's what we don't use. How can we save money on our bill? So that's a good tip too. Yeah, eliminate the useless stuff. Like if you have the most expensive cable plan, but you only watch Netflix and Hulu, guess what you don't need? The most expensive cable plan. Really, 90% of us these days don't even watch cable half the time. The extent of my cable watching? Football, baseball, basketball. I don't need the extra channels. And we don't get any football, basketball, baseball out here in regular time usually. Very few. Yeah, very few. Or unless I'm waking up at 2 a.m. So, and Doug participates in our conversations when I say, hey, I'm seeing that our savings isn't what I think it should be. Or, hey, I think that we should focus more on our student loans or this or that. And that, and we have a conversation back and forth. And if he agrees, then we go with that. If he doesn't agree, then he tells me why. Yeah. And that's not to say that the way we do things works for everyone. Is ironically, the article actually says, like having one person in control of everything can be the cause of an argument. For me, it's easier. Exactly. Because I don't have to think about it. I know the bills are being paid. We discuss certain things, but at the same time, like I know the bills are being paid because the account that they're coming from is one, it's ours. Mm -hmm. So I see the in and out of money. And also we have that link, like most of our bills are linked to the same email account. So we see the bills getting, like I see the bills getting paid. It's just one less thing that I have to think about with everything else that I have going on with work and really just work. So basically he knows that I'm not funneling money into a secret account and going to like leave him after I hit whatever. She still might be doing that. She does have her own account over there that I don't know what's in or not. Also, I know all of our passwords, so I could probably change all of our passwords. Fact. Right. So another thing that can cause issues is past, current, and future family support. We don't have to support our families. We don't have children that we are supporting from past relationships. At least I don't think either of us do. I hope not. If they are, please don't contact us. We don't have any money. We don't want to give you money. And we don't want to come to your birthday party. I like the party. No, not child's birthday party. Fair enough. Is there a bouncy house? Probably not. Or we'll have to pay for it. And that's fun. I'd pay for the bouncy house to go in there and wreck some kids yeah but um another thing is i do know that they're especially it happens in the military a lot i think you probably see this a lot with your marines is that some people financially support their parents and that can definitely take a toll on a relationship especially if it's coming if they've already previously done that before started your relationship oh yeah absolutely that's one of the biggest things i see is like we'll have the ball or a professional dinner or something and it's like hey uh it's 30 dollars a person and they're like oh i just I can't. I've, I'm sending money home and I don't have any money until next paycheck. And that's, that is something that you and I didn't really think about, but that I see now. Like, that's a family dynamic. There's a lot of these younger Marines that feel obligated to help their family wherever they are. Like, they got out. They have a steady job that pays okay, but they're sending all of their money home to help their family. They're just keeping what they need for the bare essential. Yeah. And it gives you a different perspective of like, you see these kids who really want to give back to their 
their family for all that they did to get them to where they are now. And I, I respect it. I tell them to maybe reevaluate the way they're doing it, maybe keep a little extra so that they can start building up their own savings account. But I respect those kids for doing what they need to to take care of their, their family wherever they are in the world. Whereas I've already told my mom that either my sisters are going to have to take her in or she's going to the cheapest nursing home I can find. We could really probably just leave her in the house and put a nanny cam in there. Oh, yeah, like just like a little baby one or whatever, or one in the bears. Yeah, that way she doesn't know that we're like spying on her. And when we need to, we can just like call somebody from the quick stop to come over. And I mean, like, Patrick lives down the road, so Patrick can take care of her. Anybody. I mean, really. Yeah. Small town. Small town. Someone, anyone, whoever wants, whoever lives in my, like back in, near my hometown, if you guys want to go take care of my mom when she becomes senile, you got it. I'll spot you five bucks here and there. Deal. <laughs> what are the, what's the other ones that are? So the last one is is past, current, and future debt, which we both came into with past debt. School we loans. We are currently <laughs> like engaged in debt, but at the same time working on... Still school loans, guys. <laughs> limiting it. Like we have friends who are PCSing right now. They're leaving the island and they're telling us what the costs are that they're incurring. Dog, um, lodging, food. food, because you're stuck in a hotel for 10, 14 days. You can't cook. So now you're eating out two, three, four times a day. Four times? What meals do you eat? Listen, you should be eating six small meals a day or at least three meals and three small snacks. I'm a growing boy. <laughs> Guys, who's growing? Lateral. With? I'm getting with? It's lateral, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lateral. I don't know. He's growing wider, not taller. Yeah, it's because I find myself in the gym getting these gains, getting wider. Can't work out. He's walking on a treadmill. I can do legs now. I got cleared yesterday to start doing legs. Okay. So anyway, you know what's hard to do? Train legs. Kind of like being married to you. Oh, wow. Burn! Okay, so you know those passwords I talked about changing? She gone. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can run in. Debts are always stressful. They're something that you need to figure out how to pay for and best. Like I said before, Dave Ramsey has a method that he thinks works best. I think he has a method that is very uh, motivational. It kind of gets you excited about paying off your debt. So you pay with your smallest and then snowball it your next small to your next biggest, your next biggest, your next biggest. So it gives you kind of like a little, uh, you know? Yeah, he definitely has some great points. A little extreme sometimes, yeah. but he's one of those people where you can kind of cherry pick. Exactly. What yeah. you want to use. So that is one that we kind of pay attention to is the snowballing because it does work in the fact that it like gets you excited to pay yeah. off another Nothing feels loan. better than seeing like that email come through saying, you're paid in full. You're paid in full. Mind you guys, one of these emails came through and Doug goes, oh look, one of my student loans is paid in full. I'm like, oh yeah, oh look, it just magically happened. Not that I've been paying them or like making our finances work that way. You act like I thought there was a magical fair paying my school loans. I knew it was you there, Cinderella. He definitely thought... Tinkerbell, sorry. He definitely thought some magical being was paying off his loans. Magical being is my wonderful wife who takes care of me. Now, once you get all my loans paid off, I might put you in the closet for a little while. Oh, great. Cool. But... Our way is not the only way to deal with finances. A joint account might not work best for them. It depends on what your financial stability, what your financial situation is, what finances you came into the relationship with. If you came into the relationship with more money than the other and you want to maintain that, that's completely acceptable and a conversation though that you should probably have with your spouse or significant other. Yeah, you have to find out what is going to work best for you. Not like no two relationships are the same. You may have a lot of similar similarities, 
but they're not the same. So what works for us right now may not be what works for you. You may be able, like I said, we cherry pick from Dave Ramsey. You can cherry pick from what we use to apply it to your um, situation. Yeah. And what works for us now might not work for us in seven years. It might not work for us in two years. When we were first married, what we were doing worked for us in that situation, but it would no longer work for us in our current situation. Right. I think that with that also comes as you get changes in income, you make more, you make less, you pay off loans or bills that have just been sitting there staring at you. Now you have extra money. Or you have new expenses like a house or a car. You have these new things. You have to decide how to, if you have that extra money, what to do with it. Are you getting more spending cash each paycheck? Is it going into savings? How are you going to use that? And you're going to have different opinions of that. I think it's great to look at your budget monthly with your spouse and yearly. So at the beginning of every year, we make we look at where our finances are and we make goals for the next year. But then every month or every couple months, we kind of reevaluate what we're Yeah, sometimes you realize, oh, hey, look, I'm well ahead of schedule. I can start applying a little more towards this or we've fallen behind. Let's reevaluate where our expenses are going. And then you make the changes, like we said, cutting out unnecessary Expenses. cable and internet mm-hmm. usage. Let's be honest. Everybody's using Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime these days. Yes. Do you really need the HBO package, the Showtime no. package, unless you're talking about Showtime late night, in which case Firestick has the adult version if you really want it. Are we talking about, what are we talking about now? I don't even know. Is this, am I going to have to mark this episode explicit also? I have not cussed. You just insinuated? Yeah. Yeah. It's adults talking about adult things. So guys, I think the biggest takeaway is what works for us will not work for everyone. And sometimes the uncomfortable or the taboo subjects that everyone told you growing up to talk about that, don't talk about that, are the most important ones to talk about. These are the things that if we make them not so taboo, people, more people can be successful. More people can avoid making the same mistakes that we made. Yeah. I mean, growing up is hard. That's one of the main reasons we wanted to start this podcast was because at one point we were both young. Chelsea still says she's- I am, guys. We're still kind of dumb. Oh, oh, definitely. And married. We're definitely still married. Sometimes it's on a string. Oh, whatever. Sometimes that it's on a thick vine. <laughs> Other times it's on like spider web. But we had no one to turn to. We had no one to ask questions. Because you have your parents, but it's been a while since they've been in that same situation. And maybe they are. Our, our parents got married younger, but maybe your parents didn't get married young. And so they can't relate to that situation or they didn't have the same upbringing as you had. And so they can't relate. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard. Like once you're out on your own and you just want to show that you can succeed, it's hard to go back to your parents and be like, I'm in a bad place. I'm screwed up right now. I need a little bit of help. Yeah, like I can't figure this out. What am I doing wrong? So we want, we want to be your parents. We want to be like, not your parents, maybe like your big sister and big brother and be like, hey, we got you. We got some information, but don't be afraid to come to us. Yeah, you got the goods? No, not those kind of goods. Oh, we're not talking, oh. No, no, no. Not that big brother and big sister. The more helpful one. (laughs) Hey, sometimes that's more helpful. The more straight laced one. How's that? Ah, now let's see. She's a straight arrow, guys. So if you have any questions or topics that you want us to discuss in future episodes, you can always email us. Our email is youngdumbmarriedpod at gmail.com. We have Facebook. It's Young, Dumb, and Married. And we also have Instagram. It's young, period, dumb, period, married. And all those places you can ask questions, send us messages, tell us topics. And don't forget to share this with a friend and rate, subscribe, leave a comment. I don't know what else you do on all your podcast apps. I don't want to know what you do on your podcast apps. Do what you got to do. As long as you're listening to us. Yeah. And telling your friends about us because maybe you have a friend out there that could use our help. But until
until next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Doug. See ya.